coming up on Marriage Today with Jimmy and Karen. Children are temporary assignment. And how are they going to succeed in marriage unless they see you succeeding in marriage? And the law of marriage, the first law of marriage is for this cause a man will leave his father and mother. That means marriage has to be first. A person who's divorced tends to gravitate and hold on to the child with everything. And I really had to walk through some challenges to uh, make the shift. That was part of the reason why my first marriage failed, was because my husband wasn't a priority. The children weren't. A blended family, when, when you define blended families, it's a marriage where one or both spouses bring children with them from a previous marriage or relationship. Sometimes it wasn't a marriage. Sometimes it was, you know, an unwanted pregnancy that, you know, resulted in a, in a child or children or maybe multiple marriages or something like that. But there's a different dynamic to it. 50% of all families are blended families. And, but there's also higher divorce in blended families, which isn't necessary. In first marriages or, you know, first relationships, there's marriage and there's children. But in a blended family, there's children and there's marriage. Okay. And the priority of the relationship can get off to a bad start from day one. The children become first. Let me, let me talk to you about this. Marriage is the nucleus of a family, not children. And children are a temporary assignment. They won't be there for, for a long time. They really won't. And I remember when they put our daughter into my arms, my son into my arms when they were born. And I remember when I put their arm in somebody else's because I did their ceremonies when I married them all. They're going to they're gonna grow up. Children are temporary assignment. And how are they going to succeed in marriage unless they see you succeeding in marriage? And the law of marriage, the first law of marriage is for this cause a man will leave his father and mother. That means marriage has to be first. It doesn't work in any other place. It won't work a second. It can't be behind your children. Your children are not as important as your marriage. They're not. Because your children are going to go someday. When they're, you know, 18, 19, 38, they're going to leave someday. Thank God. And when they leave, they don't want you following them around. I'm just telling you, I have kids. They're grown. My kids are in their 30s. They have kids. I have grandkids. And I'm just telling you, we are very close. They don't want you in their business. They don't want... And what's going to happen to your life when they leave? Will you have given up your marriage for your children and have nothing left? You, you put your marriage first. You put your, you're, not saying, you're not doing anything bad for your children. You're doing everything good for your children. Your children feel more secure when you're happy. And they see you happy marriage. Number two, when they see you happily married, you're giving them a vision for their future. Even if there's been problems in the past, they can see a vision of hope for their future. Number three, when they leave, you have a stable life and you won't follow them around because you're emotionally needy. Marriage has to be first. And what that means is, like us, Karen and I was an example, when our, we were busy and when we were, our kids were growing up, I mean, we were busy. But when, what we did is when I got home, we would take a couple of two or three hours and it was all about our kids. And we had dinner with the kids. We spent time with the kids. I would take the kids in their bedroom. I'd put them to bed. I had a guitar. I, I would, play, you know, sing some worship songs with them. We would talk. We would pray. And they always wanted to talk and pray some more. So we'd sit in there and talk and pray. And as soon as I finished, I said, now kids, this is mom and I's time now. And it would be, you know, nine at night or something like that. And we didn't make our kids go to bed. 
but we let them read. They, they couldn't watch TV or anything, but we let them read as long as they wanted to. We didn't care. And uh, we made them read, but we just said, don't walk out the door. Unless there's some horrible emergency, don't walk out the door. And they would, and they'd come pick the lock on our door. You know, we had to hire guards and stuff, but it was ugly. But, and we taught them to respect our time. And on a regular basis, we had a date night. And on a regular basis, once every six or seven weeks, we'd go somewhere for the night and let our kid, my, our parents take care of them. And we, we didn't have a lot of money, so we'd just go to a cheap motel 30 miles away, and we'd spend a wonderful weekend together. And we prioritized our marriage. And when our children left, we thanked God that we prioritized our marriage. Because we had a strong marriage, and we showed them a strong marriage in the meantime. And again, you may have made mistakes. You may have been through a divorce or two. But I'm saying, that's okay. Let this be, let this be the last. Let this be the relationship that you focus on. And, and maybe if you've made mistakes before, don't keep making those mistakes. And I want to go back and say, listen, there are some awesome blended families. Blended families can thrive. Just, just like a, you know, an intact nuclear family, a, a blended family can thrive. You just need to understand the day one dynamics and understand the laws of marriage don't change. The law of priority says marriage has to be first. A, a family doesn't build around children. A family builds around marriage. It becomes the nucleus that everything revolves around. Work on your marriage. You're doing your children a favor when you do that. And obviously love your children. Obviously give your children quality time and, and just lavish them. But I'm saying, but your, your marriage comes first. Number two, the law of possession. When you get married, you have to share everything. You're, you're, the non-biological parent has got to be an equal in the relationship, and you parent those children together. And let me say one other thing about equality. In, in any family, equality is a big deal. Children are just hypersensitive of, Billy got a bigger piece of pie. Billy gets a bigger piece of pie every night. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. It's the same size. No, he gets a, you love him more than you love me. I know you love him more than you love me. I mean, that's just typical in children. Then you get into a blended family, and it just kind of goes crazy. Here's the point. Our children are absolutely treated the same, and we make all decisions together. And I will not favor my children over your children. Because these are all God's children, and we take responsibility for all of them. The worst thing that can happen is if there's a feeling of unfairness, that you do for your kids what you will not do for mine. You're more fair with yours than you are with mine. You're more hard on mine than you are on yours. That just doesn't work. And here's the issue. When you divide, you become unfair, and you also become... um, uh, not, not thinking properly, imbalanced in your thinking. When you come together and make all decisions together, there will always be fairness because both sides are represented. I'm not going to bully you. I'm not going to demean you. I'm not going to push you. I am going to represent the way that I feel, but I will not act without you. And we will be a united front every single time we make a decision related to our children because these are not your children and my children. These are our children. They're ours. We are one, and our family is one, and these are our children. And I'm not trying to take the place of their biological parent. I'm trying to be a responsible parent in this home and to take my, my responsibility seriously. Priority, pursuit, I'm going to pursue you and work hard at this relationship and not spend all my energy somewhere else. Possession, we are one, and purity says the man and his wife are both naked and unashamed, and that means I'm going to be careful about what I do, and when I do something wrong, I'm going to take responsibility. Adam and Eve were able to be intimate in the Garden of Eden until sin came. And when sin came, they hid themselves with fig leaves. And they couldn't be intimate any longer because of sin. And because when God came to Adam and said, what is this that you've done? He said, it's my wife's fault. Eve, what's this that you've done? It's the devil's fault. 
If we're going to have an intimate relationship, I've got to take responsibility for my behavior, and I've got to say I'm wrong and not blame you. Those are the four laws of marriage, and they're true for every marriage, but in a step family or a blended family, we have to be particularly focused on keeping those laws. And if you do, your marriage will flourish, your family will flourish. And if you don't, you know, you're just going to have additional problems. But let me say this about as I close. Every, every family has challenges. And every marriage has challenges. And I want to go back to one of the first statements that I made. A lot of people in blended families, they somehow feel guilty or that they're second-class citizens or somehow God, they're not as special or something like that. That is baloney. All of us, Karen and I, we, we almost divorced. I mean, God, I think really only the reason God uses this is because if he can do it with us, he can do it with anybody. I mean, I know that I would have been divorced many times if it wouldn't have been for the grace of God. God can't love you anymore. I mean, he loves you as much as he loves anybody else. Your family is as special as any other family. And if you don't believe that, you're wrong. Your family is special. And God can do wonderful, miraculous things through your family. And there's not one other family more special than your family. You just have to believe that. God's on your side. He's with you. And whatever problems that you're having, everybody's having struggles. Everybody's having struggles. But we can make it if God is our partner and we're teachable, and we do the right thing. One of the things that is so critical in having a blended family is your marriage has to come first, and your family has to come first. Right after your marriage is your children, and priorities have to be right in order for your family to work. Your children can't come before your marriage, and other things can't come before your family. And so We're going to talk, we're going to listen to these couples now talking about establishing proper priorities as you begin to blend in your relationship. And after that, I'm going to come back and talk more about the issue of priorities. So watch this. I think uh, from the classes that I've been through and with uh, Jimmy Evans' classes, I learned personally that, you know, you put God first, your spouse second, your children third, and your, your work fourth. So I think keeping those priorities in check has really helped me grow uh, as a husband, as a father, that uh, we cannot please everybody or you'll just go insane doing it. Actually, I keep that on a sticky note. Having that list keeps it very real for me, knowing that when I've had a frustrating morning or I'm tempted to be frustrated with him, um, I can look at that list and be like, oh, I need to go cook him breakfast or whatever because it's so easy to get caught up in the thing. And for me, a lot of times, it's the thing at the bottom. It's work. You know, it's Monday through Friday. Um, so I think that that um, is something that keeps me directed and on target. I had to do a lot of rearranging because I had a child before and I was married before. And so I was a single parent managing all of, you know, all of this household stuff before. Um, so God was always first in our lives, uh, mine and Isaiah's, even though he was just little, you know, it was very, it was paramount in our, you know, how we, how we conducted ourselves. But it was a huge switch for me to put Titus in our marriage before Isaiah because I just, I didn't know that. And I think that's probably why we should have immediately gotten off our cruise from our honeymoon and gone right to marriage class. Sometimes you don't agree with your spouse on things. And you kind of do want to do something for your kids that maybe your spouse doesn't see as such a priority. But to side with your kids, you're undermining that positioning. So as hard as it is sometimes to always have that united front, having that united front 
is putting your family in the order that it's designed to be in. That was part of the reason why my first marriage failed, was because my husband wasn't a priority. The children were. And so in, in that time that I sought the Lord as a single mom, I realized that that was one of my errors, was that um, my husband didn't come first. He wasn't a priority. The kids always came before he did. Um, and so I would definitely say that, that you know, being able to, to go to the Lord first and, and everything and all our decisions um, has made the difference in this marriage. It's very short-sighted to give up the priority of your marriage for the sake of your children. And your children may be hurting, your children coming out of maybe a previous marriage or something, They're, they may be going through something, but let me say something to you. If a broken marriage hurt your children, a good marriage will heal them. When they're in the presence of a stable home and they're seeing you succeed in marriage, that's gonna help to heal them. And number two, how are your children going to succeed in marriage unless you show them how? And so as you're prioritizing your marriage and you're working on your marriage, you're literally showing your children, your children are being healed as they see that, but you're also showing your children how to succeed later in life as they go and, and be married. And as you build disciplines and traditions that are inviolable in your marriage, first of all, it's gonna build a great marriage. Secondly, it's gonna train your children properly and thirdly, it's gonna put your children in an atmosphere of feeling secure in a home where there's a stable marriage. This isn't just a principle. It's not just a good idea. It's one of the inviolable laws of marriage that God said in Genesis chapter two, for the sake of marriage, it's got to be first. More than friends, more than work, more than hobbies, more than sports, more than kids, more than church. The only thing that can come before your marriage is God and God's not gonna cause a problem God is going to bond you together in your marriage. So keep it first as you begin to blend. A person who's divorced tends to gravitate and hold on to the child with everything. And so my pull to him was probably pretty unhealthy because he was, in my words, all that I had. And so it was really hard to bring Charles in. Um, even though it sounded nice, we're gonna get married, we're gonna be a happy family, it's gonna be daddy. It didn't really work out that way. And I really had to walk through some challenges to uh, make the shift and say, okay, he can't be first. This is not gonna work. Really through trial and error, because putting him first wasn't working. It was causing conflict in our relationship. I came in with the attitude of, I'm the head, I'm the husband, this is my son, my stepson, so everybody needs to follow my lead. But uh, before I got there, they had been together by themselves, I think, for four years already. And so it caused a lot of friction in our marriage between us, and then it began to cause friction between uh, me and him. And then ultimately, at, at one point in our marriage, it was me versus them. And so, kind of like a mama bear, uh, just, you know, fought any and everything that got close to that relationship. Our behavior and our mindsets totally had to shift, and we had to uh, really reprioritize mentally uh, the roles as far as, okay, it's God, then it's us, and then it's Him, and then help Him walk through that. You've now chosen this person as your spouse. You've made a commitment before God that this is the person you're gonna live the rest of your life with. 
There is a priority that's biblical, and if we don't live with that, if we don't live by that priority, we're cheating our relationship with our husband because the child is, is a child. We have to remember that, yes, it's our, our job and definitely our honor to, to raise them up as they would go, but they are gonna move away. They are gonna grow, I mean, I, our children are adults. And so we know full well, they're gonna move up and they're gonna go away and their priorities are gonna change and their life is gonna be different and away from us. And we still need to maintain and grow our relationship. Whenever we come together and we're getting along well and, and feel mutual respect and love, the kids, they like to see that. They really do. Yeah, they get, and particularly kids in blended families who've had some hurts, they're very scared. Mm -hmm. So you have a situation where if you are not getting along because you're resenting time spent with children, that's actually making them more anxious and nervous. So it's, it's a little counterintuitive. Sometimes the more time you spend together and show that you're having fun and laughing, and it's gonna make them more secure. Really puts about a peace in the home, you know, because the kids want stability. You know, and if we're not grounded in God and He's at the center of it and we're not right with each other, it's all over the place and there's not that stability and so it's just a mess because whether the kids agree with your discipline or agree with this and uh, you know they know now they can't play us against each other you know we've a discipline they know the other one agrees so they but at the same time there we have found our home as we've been doing it this way it's a there's peace it's one of those practical tools that works you know um, and if I can encourage anybody to do anything is you know for a marriage is that that one little thing can change your marriage, I think. This program is on the priority in blended families, the priority of the marriage in blended families. Well, I was talking to a pastor about a month ago, and this pastor uh, conducts blended family seminars in his church. And so, and, and pre-marriage counseling for blended families. And so we were talking about his ministry and how he helped blended families. And he said, well, when couples sign up to come to one of our marriage seminars, he said, you know, about 80% of the couples actually make it to the seminar. He said, when a blended family couple signs up to come to our pre-marriage training or to our marriage classes, about 40% of them show up. And I said, well, why do you think that's true? He said, they're busy. He said, they're just busier than most families because of their children. They a lot of times have more children or they have more going on related to their children. Let, let me say this. You can thrive in your blended family, okay? You, I don't want you to make it, okay? I don't want you to survive your blended family. That's the worst thing in the world. I want you to thrive in your blended family. But here's the number one law of marriage. Marriage has to be first. God said, for this cause, a man will leave his father and mother and cleave unto his wife. The marriage has to be first. Now listen, you can't make yourself a promise that says, well, once we get through this season, we're going to really focus on our marriage. It'll destroy your marriage. You won't get to that place. Okay. Here's the truth. Every day you have to take time for your marriage and you have to train your children to respect your marriage and you have to downsize your child's life. Listen, in every family that I know of, 
you know, the children are going here and there and they want to take all these lessons and be a part of all these sports and have their friends over. And it's just coming. And then when you compound that by two children, three children, four children, and in a blended family, you have children going and coming and all that th- kind of thing. Blended families have to work harder than, than other people to make sure that you're not too busy, to make sure that your children are not too busy because your children will import stress into your family if you're not careful. Our granddaughters, our daughter, one day we were at her house, and our granddaughters, you know, they're 13 years old, if you can imagine. And they are, you know, they're they're full of energy and full of life, and they're wanting to do this and that. And I remember my daughter one day said, you're not doing anything today, you're going to rest. And they said, Mom, we want to go to the mall, and we want to do this and that. She said, you're going to rest today, you're not doing anything. And it was such a peaceful day around the house. But my daughter just had to put her foot down and say, no, we're, we're not doing this. Listen, you have to make sure that your life is manageable and that your child's life is manageable and that you have time for your marriage and your family first and that there's not all this business going on. Marriage has to be first. Whatever you have to sacrifice, don't sacrifice your marriage and don't sacrifice your children and your marriage has to come before your children. A family isn't built around children. A family is built around marriage. And once your children leave, you've still got your marriage. Listen, you can succeed in marriage. You can thrive in a blended family relationship. But the first law is the law of priority. Every day, we're going to make our marriage first. Every day, we're going to spend time together, special time together. And that's going to be the basis of our parenting, and the basis of our family. And that's advice, I promise, that will help you when you put it into practice. Talk talk with your spouse about it. Talk as a couple about steps that you can take to make your marriage more of a priority. And I hope that's a blessing to you. Listen, we're able to come to you because of the financial support of precious people who give to us financially. Television is very expensive. What we do is very expensive. But you know you're worth it. And the other people that we go to are, are worth it. Your precious human lives that matter to God. And our passion is to help people to thrive in marriage and family relationships. But we can't do it without financial resources. I'm asking you if you would, would you stand with us financially here at Marriage Day and help us to come back to you and also help us to go to help more couples, more families to succeed. The information is there on your screen of how you can call or go on a secure website or you can also mail your gift into us. But I'm asking you to give your most generous gift right now to help us take this much-needed message to couples all over the world. God bless you.